today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM Free Marketing and Vacuum Man, uh, who sponsors this program every Friday at 1130, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Good to have you back with us. Uh, listen, uh, before we get started, I know you got a lot of stuff you want to cover in the program today, Adam, but uh, FPM Three is uh, actually uh, going to be down around Brock University. What's going on down there? Well, you know, in this crazy day of where we are in COVID, Bill, this is uh, it's an honor, actually, that Brock University, uh, where my uh, beautiful daughter is attending, but I've been asked as uh, one of the uh, keynote speakers, um, I'm going to be doing a presentation, and, you know, the old days, years ago, you used to actually go to the university, you get to talk to the students, and it's a co-op event where uh, many business leaders are going to be present to help students uh, interact or understand what they need to do to get into the workforce. So um, I've actually been asked, if you can believe this, Bill, to be one of the keynote speakers that I will be uh, speaking with the students. Um, and it's really cool the way they do it now and talking about why this uh, kind of links with Tech Talk. We're doing it in a Zoom environment, but it's done in sort of a large scale where you present to all the students, and then we're going to be going into our little rooms. So I'll be able to speak to an, uh, an individual group where they get to select who is it that they what business leader they would like to talk to uh learning a little bit about what what kind of activities or what actions do they need to take uh to help get into a job and you can imagine right now with all the things happening anyone in university is looking at how am i going to get my co-op how am i going to break into the business market so uh we're doing an actual uh, uh i would say virtual from our laptops uh, a, a work co-op introduction piece and i have to say hands off to brock university um for doing this and allowing us to still work with students and and getting business leaders to give them guidance and, and the and the information they need and uh if you can believe it like i said adam oldfield is going to be one of those giving inspiring advice to help them move forward and in, in getting into this crazy new world that they're about to embark on. A crazy new world, crazy new way of educating too, isn't it? I mean, and it's going to be this way for the foreseeable future. I Oh, absolutely. And I, and I mean, I've always embraced this. I think I've been doing this for a while, and that's just me loving technology to the degree. But um, I think it's going to take a whole new scale of how trade shows are going to work or how uh, any kind of presentations, fundraisers or otherwise. Um, you know, the best thing about humans is that we can adapt to change, even with technology. And, and this is the best part of where the technology existed, uh, but now we're implementing it at a scale in speed that wasn't necessarily there before. So it's forcing many people to try to learn the systems, understand how they work. Uh, and I, I think, uh, truthfully, uh, hands off to Canadians, particularly, uh, over the fact that they have been able to adapt to that. So it's, it's a struggle, no doubt, but it's exciting to see that our universities, I know Mohawk College, where I also work with, uh, they're very integrated into this program of training, educating, and so forth. So uh, there's no holding back how the world will continue to move forward, Bill. That's, that's pretty much the gist of that. All right, good stuff. I know, the, and the students are going to love it, too. As you mentioned, you've been teaching at Mohawk for a long time, and I know a lot of your students that I've talked to think it's just fabulous. So uh, good on Brock for uh, for incorporating this. All right, let's get down to business here. Uh, we're still in the pandemic, of course. Uh, we're having to learn how to do business differently, and that includes the uh, the fast food places, and Burger King and Tim Hortons have got some ideas. You know what? I loved what they're doing. This is a phenomenal, uh, completely 
alteration to what Tim Hortons of Burger King is about to do. They've created uh, or are creating uh, a, a, a complete overhaul of their operations and how it's going to be set up is a way that you can pre-order it's going to have a conveyor belt system you'll be able to as we've seen with tim hortons you're no longer able to use even the plastic cards for your point reward system they're they're going completely with the app where you 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 scan your phone you get obviously rewards and now they're taking it a step further so over the next two to three years we're going to see burger king and tim hortons uh, as part of their collective company are going to create a new version of a touchless easy to order and capable delivery service where you'll be able to seamlessly get your product uh, quicker faster and without the fear of being in physical contact so for the people working in the business for the customers that are coming there will be less communication or physical uh, presence between them. Um, so they've got an area for parking for the Uber Eats, the Skip the Dishes guys. Uh, there's a instant pre-order. Before you come, say you're craving your meal, you can now pre-order it. It actually will have a map program. will schedule your uh, Whopper order, and then it will tell you the approximate time it will arrive. When you do get to the location, you press a button, let it know you're, you're there, and you drive into the conveyor system, and it will tell you from the time it is ready to be picked up to the moment you are able to take it away and drive on. This is really, I mean, it's going to take a while for people, I think, to adapt to, yeah. wait a minute, I got a pre-order. Is it, is it ready? Is it hot? Did they remember to put ketchup in my bag? Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, but I can tell you it's going to change the future of all fast, for, uh, fast food services when it comes to technology. Yeah, and even when we get back to quote-unquote normal, I mean, this is a technology that's probably going to be maintained anyway. I think it's going, yeah, it's going to be maintained and, if anything, advanced. Um, you know, you and I were talking many times on Tech Talk where there's robot pizza, where they've actually created a perfect pizza every time. And it was just a robot putting pepperoni and cheese on bread, for that matter. Now they're taking it a step further where uh, they're going to be integrating the process of developing and making the product to the uh, delivery of it and that customer experience. And this is the thing, when you come to quick serve restaurants or quick service uh, food industries, it's about the customer experience. Did they get what they asked? Were they getting it quickly? Did the product meet their expectations? This is where uh, I can see many, many businesses needing to adapt into that. And uh, they're obviously going to make that first investment. This, I'm willing to bet we're going to see many others try to adapt to what elements they're able to incorporate uh, through online app ordering um, and keeping the COVID world of don't come near me, cover your mouth, don't be within six feet, uh, and get the service still there. So it's, it's really an interesting transition we're moving into. Speaking of transition and online ordering, nice segue, uh, we are slowly but surely creeping into the holiday season. Uh, Christmas shopping is going to be different this year for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, obviously, the pandemic is still with us, and social distancing is going to be with us, uh, which is, you know, I'd hate to think there's winners and losers, but Amazon's got to love this, the, the number of people that are learning to shop at home and learning to shop online right now. But the big problem, and actually this happened to us a couple of months ago, too, we had something that was delivered, and we didn't happen to be home. Uh, 
they just leave it in the driveway or by the front door, whatever the case might be, uh, which is not always safe. I mean, the weather could change and things like this. Actually, in, in my case, the neighbor was nice enough to run and put it in his garage and call me when I got back home. But Amazon's got an app for that now. Well, this is, it's, it's really tricky because you and I were literally a week ago talking about garage doors and wireless and would we yeah. want to incorporate it, right? And I was like, no way. Well, you know what? I think Michelle and I are going to have to rethink about our options when it comes to a garage door because, yeah, Amazon now has a feature that integrates with your wireless garage door opener. So uh, the reasons is that if you get a package that you order, you want it arriving, they now have an ability that they can take over your garage door, open it, place the package in, and then the garage door will close. So there's less uh, chance of your uh, package getting stolen or getting damaged for that matter from, you know, the elements or otherwise. So uh, if you're interested you and you have a wireless garage door opener, it integrates with pretty much 90% of garage door openers. Um, it connects with your Amazon app. The driver or delivery person would be able to easily, uh, it would be a unique code. It would only work once um, and it doesn't have them full capable of, of coming in and out as they want want it's a and it notifies you as the customer that your garage door is open there's a package arriving uh and furthermore that code instantly is removed at the time of the delivery so again adapting to the new world upon us but will they put the garbage out while they're in the garage <laughs> well you know what is there an, is there an app for that too? An <laughs> Give an inch, you want to take a mile, don't you, Bill? You're just going to be much. like, well, while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. Listen, we were talking a few weeks ago about uh, deep fakes, and it's becoming more and more prevalent, of course, and uh, Microsoft's trying to do something about that. Microsoft has really stepped up their game, and they are they've got a mission, and one of their missions is to fight deep fakes. And I mean, we're seeing so much of it now, and it's crazy what we've been able to see on YouTube. They've been able to take movies like Solo and, and take Harrison Ford and be able to put his face over the character. Um, and, and we've seen that in comical, entertaining uh, points. However, Microsoft is very dedicated to creating a technology through its brand that it can actually fight deep fakes. So it will give a comparison every video that may be seen, whether it's political, uh, whether it's a celebrity, and if there's questions about it, Microsoft is deeming that they're capable of creating an algorithm that can determine if that video is deep fake. Um, not necessarily, and, and not necessarily being a, a case where, uh, you know, people impersonating Donald Trump or otherwise, uh, you know, the makers of South Park just came out with an actual TV show on YouTube. And it's a character who's, who, it, they literally took Donald Trump's face and he's the TV show host. It's, it's mind blowing how they've done this. Um, and obviously they do it as a, as a bit of a satire and a comedy to it. But at the end of the day, uh, the fact of the matter is Microsoft will be coming up with a system they claim will be able to determine if a video is truly deep fake, you'll be able to, uh, get that solution. Or if you question, question it, they will be able to, uh, to deem it realistic or non-realistic. So it's good to see Microsoft stepping up to take uh, an address to those concerns. Uh, more and more people, of course, are uh, having virtual meetings these days. I know you do it all the time now because of the pandemic. And Zoom has got some innovative ideas. 
You know, we talk about how convenient it is for the world. And, and you know, uh, with Zoom and, and with Microsoft Teams and with Google, um, you know, we have to factor that there's also a lot of people that have accessibility issues. And, you know, my, you know for example, my, my mom and my family, my, my grandmother are all deaf. So accessibility for even as simple as sign language, you know, we take for granted that there's always uh, uh, transcripts or scripts uh, that will automatically translate what's being said. Um, but Zoom Zoom has really upped it with regards to now being um, a priority that if somebody is sign languaging and, you know, and there's other audiences that are watching, it actually will make it prominent that uh, the person doing the sign language or is translating through sign language or otherwise would be able to uh, uh, be prominent. Uh, so that way anyone watching would, or those that are in need of watching uh, sign language or otherwise would not have to fight to look on the tiny screen who's doing what's being communicated what's being said so you know kudos to zoom the one thing i have to say is i've given them a lot of uh, attention and the reason i'm doing it is every week we seem to do tech talk they always have a new upgraded feature and one that i feel is very valuable so zoom has encrypted their videos now they're offering accessibility elements to it whether it's script translations primarily the fact that sign language is now a priority for those that are having hearing disabilities this is this is a great feature that zoom is in my opinion, now in the top three for why you may want to consider what is the best video conferencing system. Uh, I want to jump ahead a little bit here because, the, as we know, the presidential election is this coming Tuesday, so this is very timely. But how we vote, and uh, there's a number of different things. We talked about mail-in balloting and everything else. But uh, Utah, the state of Utah, is using something in this election which uh, actually could be the future. It is. Uh, you know what? The state of Utah had an actual elections done directly through online. And if we read a lot of what's going on in the media right now, there's a lot of concerns of China's infiltration, Russia's involvement. Everyone's trying to, uh, you know, I think last week we talked about Hack of the Week, where they were infiltrating state and municipal uh, computer systems. This is actually why it's revolutionary that is unique in regards to the electronic election system is that it was integrating the blockchain voting. And, you know, a lot of people have heard of blockchain, but again, what does it mean? What's unique about blockchain, Bill? And this is why the state of Utah, I have to give them uh, kudos to this, and I think it could then roll out into other uh, markets, such as Canada, is that with blockchain, it shows every trail of where and how and what was changed. So as an example, uh, you would identify yourself, probably uh, confirm that you are uh, Bill Kelly of 900 CHML, you live in Ancaster, whatever your address is, that trail of that starting component would then be submitted as a vote. And if anyone tried to change it or alter it from China or Russia, it would basically take that and log it. It would know when someone tried to alter it or someone tried to change any elements of it. So if it started off at Bill Kelly, but at the end of the vote, it said it was Adam Oldfield, it would see the trail of that. That's what blockchain is. I hope I'm communicating clearly what that is. So why that's important is that this removes the area of concern when it comes to, um, you know, alterations or impacting election online voting. So uh, kudos to Utah. I always thought blockchain was always the best solution. However, to have a government uh, uh, implement it, especially during a vote, is quite uh, impressive. So uh, I believe it's something we can expect to see in the future when it comes to electronic voting.
I got a little bit of time left here, and I got to squeeze this in. It's the weekend coming up. That's usually when we used to socialize. We're doing it virtually right now. But uh, you're happy to say that video dating is still alive. You know what? It exists, and we have to accept the fact that today's day and age of going to the bar, mingling, or meeting with friends, and going to you know possibly meet that significant future uh, companion um, is very challenging. So uh, Tinder, which is very well known as the kind of app to find a date and see if it works or it doesn't, swipe left, swipe right, it's actually got the ongoing joke, has now implemented the ability to have a virtual date through a video conferencing. So now when you swipe left, I don't know if it's left or right, Bill, it's been a while since I've I've been online (laughs) dating and and I'm very happy with my... Yeah, exactly. My, yeah, my, my wife will be uh, going, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about? But when we met online, and I can say that if we were to date today, we would have to swipe one of the directions, and it would actually prompt us to say, would you like a video dating opportunity? You can now have a video date very similar to having a, a FaceTime or having a video chat or a Zoom call with them, except it's within the app. There's no uh, communicating other than through the app itself uh, the connection, but it gives you that chance to really uh, have a chance to speak with the individual or have that conversation with that person. So video dating or video uh, dating online has now upped the game. So swipe left, swipe right, click to talk is now a feature. So your video experience, especially during quarantine and COVID, may be now a little more uh, impactful and you may quite enjoy the opportunity to speak with that person before you do get to meet in person one day in the future. There you go. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuman. Adam Oldfield, have yourself a wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Happy Halloween, Bill. Take care. And to you, too. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.